0: Welcome to the Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Welcome to another episode of the Manager Track podcast. In this episode, I'm thrilled to share with you a life coaching call that I had with Chen. Chan was promoted into a manager role for the first time about a year ago. Now, not only was this the first official management role that she ever had in her career, but she was also leading all her former peers. So she was on that team until her manager left and she stepped into that role. That means she has to deal with two challenges. She's leading a new team for the first time and she has to reposition herself towards her peers, her former peers, and they have to rearrange their thoughts on what they think about her as no longer being a peer, but now being their manager. So in this episode, we're going to unpack what that looks like for her, the challenges that she's struggling with through this transition, and what she can do to gain the respect and trust from her team members. So without further ado, here's the coaching conversation between Jen and I. and Choi. Hi, Jen, thank you for joining us for this call today. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. What can I help you with today?
1: Well, I guess my situation is as a, I guess newer or quote unquote younger leader, I've kind of run into an issue where I was moved up in my team. And there are some people who struggle with that promotion. And I have struggled being able to give them uh, feedback in my new role. They're very resistant to that feedback. It almost just feels like conflict no matter which way I try to approach it, whether it's like all the fluffiness or if I just try to say, you know, here's a short stack of, you know, here are some ways that could, I could help you or this could be better. No matter which way I try to approach it, it just doesn't seem to, to land right mm-hmm. with the team. And I'm kind of grasping at straws. and it's only it, it's not the entire team, I should say, to be fair. It's just maybe like two or three members of the team mm-hmm. who have been in the company a lot longer than I have. And it's not coming full circle for me to be able to completely take in my new position and and be able to to grow my own skill set because I kind of keep bumping into the walls. And so I don't know if it's me. I don't know what else I can do to try to get around that. And I'm, I'm hoping that I can get some advice from you on what that could look like or what tips or, or steps I could take yeah. um, to kind of throw that away from where it is now.
0: Yeah. So first off, the situation that you're in with leading a team that you were formerly part of, so moving from what we call from butt to boss, is Challenging Mm. transition, right? So you're basically dealing with two challenges. One is it's a manager role, and that transition from just being an individual contributor to leading a team, that in itself is what I think is the biggest transition in anyone's career because so much changes and so many of the things that held true as an IC, as an individual contributor, no longer hold true as a manager. It's a different skill set, the whole different way of going about your work. And then the second challenge is leading Mm -hmm. people that were former peers. And some of these people may have wanted your position. Some of these people may think you're not the right fit, or it's not fair, or the other emotions that they're dealing with, right, as they are getting used to this new situation. And so for you to be in that situation, you're dealing with the two challenges. You have to, on one hand, establish yourself and you know that all eyes are on you as you are taking on this team. And then you have to also manage the pushback or some of the behaviors that the people who are not champions and not supporters from the get-go and how that shows up, mm-hmm. right? And this is very common. This is something that, You're not alone in this. And this is not just, you know, you, Jen, this is very common for people who transition that way to experience some of the pushback. And then the challenges that come with it, like you said, it's hard to hold people accountable. It's hard to coach them. It's hard to to give feedback and it can feel tiring or frustrating and can also create these self-doubts that may, may creep in. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to stay there for a second before we go into some of the solutions or tips that how to navigate the situation better. Tell me a bit more about y- the impact it has on you when you are dealing with a couple people on your team or two or three people on the team who are not on board and not not real champions at this point. How does that show up in your Thoughts, your mind, your feelings, but also in your actual day-to-day work, and, and what's the impact of it?
1: Sure. So it's been it's I've been in a role for about a year now, right? So we're coming up on about maybe a, two months away from being a year, and I guess it it is what you said. It is it is very frustrating. I often wonder at the long-term impact for me, just in my my career growth, how this looks and how it is going to impact me because I think there is a shift when you get to leadership levels where the expectation is, is you have to come over overcome all of the bad with the team and that's just kind of the expectation at least that's how it reads out to me and I get it to a certain extent because you have to be able to work with the multiple personalities and on um, the different levels of experience that you'll have on the team so I get where you have to kind of do that general you know take it all in person but I also I do find myself getting frustrated I don't necessarily display that to the team I'll do I will share it with my leader to say like hey this is happening and try to you know talk it out that way some of the ways that it manifests on the team currently is that they'll kind of go around me to go to the my leader above me which in in essence you know we try to share like you can go to any leader it's an open door And so we don't want to ever cut that path off. But what ends up happening is that my leader then comes to me because I know how to handle the situation. And there's, of course, and they're like, can you take care of this? And they kind of have to be this buffer, which almost seems unnecessary. Kind of disrespectful, honestly. It's, It's like I'm not a person almost. And when I try to like reach out directly or offer more assistance, I'm usually up against you know, no response in email or, you know, declining to come to meetings and things like that. And I I guess in response to how you're saying, how it manifests on the team, or if I say something about, you know, just feedback and coaching, it's not taken very well. And so I usually have to go through and say, well, Hey, you know, to my leader, can you share this with this person? You know, here's where they did good. Here's where they could do better. And they and my leader has tried to work to say, like, okay, we need to make sure that we're going through this path. And you know, she's included, but it just it just kind of keeps going back to that original format of just kind of skipping over me. I, I hope that makes sense. I'm trying to be as general as possible to not, not give out too much about it, but yeah, um, but the idea is like that's generally I'm kind of skipped over.
0: Yeah, and thank you for sharing this. I relate a lot what you're sharing about it feeling frustrated but also how it's hard for you to do your job and the thoughts that come up as of what does it look like for me and what's the impact on my career based Mm -hmm. on this situation and I can also imagine that it just takes some of the fun away when it just feels like such an upward struggle oh Um, yeah
1: definitely it's it definitely is like a a never-ending uphill battle It doesn't feel like I'm ever going to get to
0: the top. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I also just want to acknowledge that because sometimes I think we're so focused on like, let's just solve it in the moment, but really that inner feeling, that sentiment of this is so hard. It's an uphill battle. I don't see the end of it. And how do I get out of this rut? It feels like I'm in this hamster wheel and it keeps reinforcing itself.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Right. So there are there are a couple of things to consider. One is the, the way you look at it. So when we look at any situation that is a circumstance, something that's factually happening, for example, someone has a question and that question is being posed to your manager versus to you when you would actually be the one who would need to address it or who would, would need to help out. So that is the circumstance. Now Mm -hmm. there is the thoughts that you have about this particular circumstance and the thoughts may be for you that you think they're not respecting me or they don't even see me, they don't recognize me, they're trying to hurt me. Mm -hmm. Those may be thoughts that come up for you. Does
1: that resonate? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Okay. It definitely feels like I'm kind of not a person. Yeah.
0: And when you think those thoughts of I'm not really a person, how does that make you feel?
1: The general sentiment, honestly, is I feel pretty disrespected. I'm okay with this, may sound terrible, but since we're being real here, mm-hmm. Mona, mm-hmm. I am okay with not being loved or quote unquote liked, right, by everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's really realistic, right? Mm-hmm. But I also understand what it means to be professional. And, you know, I won't try to cross the line to talk to you about personal things or get cozy up with you, but I'll, you know, I'll always be very cordial. Yep. And so I engage them and I, you know, I try to make sure they're included in team activities and things like that. And, but I don't try to pressure them into liking, because I think that makes it worse. Yep. And the only thing I would ask your, your question and going back to that is just that you know, I'm just respected as a person on the team, not even just as a a part of the leadership team, but just as a person, you know, when Mm -hmm. I have to ask someone else to speak to you because you won't respond to me directly, you know, that's just, I I just honestly think that's just disrespect.
0: Yeah. Yep. And so when, so I want you to see this when you think that this is just respecting you and that it's on a professional level or even on a personal level but it's not so much about your role or any of the like the hierarchy but it's really about when you call, call it the cordial I just expect you to be professional and cordial here and mm. when you go around me that is not the case and then you feel not seen or you feel disrespected how does that influence your actual behavior towards them maybe your attitude towards them but also how you then show up in Communication with them with those people,
1: so because it's it happens so often, what my usual course of action is is that I'll get the request that they they needed help and they kind of went around this direction, so I'll get brought into the scenario and I'll just simply say, Hey, you know, Jane Smith, it looks like you know. We could do this 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 for the client or this may help you i have some information here this is the person i normally work with i just try to go right into what the situation is mm-hmm. and then at the end i'll say please you know let me know if i can help you anymore or if you need to set up a call i'm i'm happy to get you know any parties together that we need to help you resolve this you mm-hmm. know and i and i just genuinely just try to not even to focus on the fact that it wasn't going around me like even though mm-hmm. that's the you know we know what happened i don't ever necessarily Address that because mm-hmm. I'm not sure what good that would do. But I just mm-hmm. instead try to open up the communication so they can see that my job is to help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I don't, you know, I'm not going to judge that you went around because they can ask another leader, right? But yeah. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, you can go to the leader above me because yeah. they might know or into another leader. So you don't want to say, don't go. <laughs> yeah. But it's also very obvious that you're not coming to me. So I just try to address it, just address the issue. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it's just what I do.
0: Yeah, no, this is, this is, you're being very professional in that sense, right? But you yeah. are still, you're saying, I don't try to judge, but you are still judging.
1: I don't try to judge to them, I guess. In yeah, my mind, you're exactly. Yeah, you don't don't, don't judge. yeah, yeah. Yeah, in my mind, I'm like, oh, no yet another time. But it, to them, I just display, hey, if you need my help, I'm here.
0: Yeah, and that's part of what I want you to see is because in, by the way, right, I'm not saying any of this is good and that it's, I'm not at all defending their actions of you know it's okay for them to do that. But they're not on the coaching call. So I want to work with you to see that when you're being professional with them and you're not touching towards them, but inside you're touching. And so there's a bit of a discrepancy mm-hmm. with how you show up towards them and then what you feel and what you think internally.
1: Right.
0: And sometimes that discrepancy is what can create that emotional burden and it feeling stressful and it feeling just like that uphill battle that we talked about. Because you're not able to show up and communicate how you truly feel.
1: Do you want to show up professionally? Which is not normally a problem for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I normally am very vocal though, like, hey, that's not, that's not okay.
0: Yeah. Um, And so that
1: seems to be something that's important I have not been able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I have not been able to do it in this situation. And you're right. So I'm just like, this isn't normal for me. So I'm just like, oh, no, I don't have any room to put this, but I'll put it somewhere.
0: (laughs) And thanks for sharing that because that made why this is hard for you is because you're not that type, right? Who sugarcoats or doesn't speak Mm -hmm. up. So you are used to speaking your mind you're used to showing up as you are but now in this scenario you're being pushed towards like just being cordial and professional even though that's not what you actually think
1: you're right and And that that is part of the bigger stress it's like I don't understand why we can't just say hey guys this isn't appropriate
0: yep Yeah, exactly. It's just to recognize that this is where some of the stress probably comes from because of the discrepancy of who you think you are and what you value versus what you're actually doing in your day-to-day interactions. Mm -hmm. And the the second part that I think is important to recognize here is that when people don't listen to feedback or we feel like we're talking to, to a wall, it's not right resonating with the other person. There are usually three triggers, and these triggers are part of what's described in a book called Thanks for the Feedback by Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen, and I find them really true, and I see them a lot in my coaching conversations and in my own personal experience. One is that what gets in the way is the relationship trigger. So they may actually think when you give them feedback, you're not credible to give them feedback. Mm -hmm. It's, for example, like if someone who's never started a business would try to give me business feedback, business mm-hmm. input, I would probably be like, I like you as a person,
1: right? Or, yeah.
0: Right? So I, I like you as a person, but I, I don't quite <laughs> trust your feedback. So I'm not going to listen because you've never actually started a business or you've never actually led a team. And so if you give me feedback on how to lead my team, you know, I, I, I might not listen to you because you've never been sure. in my shoes. Sure. And when they don't believe that you're credible, they may not listen. It is then reinforced when your manager listens to their feedback and will try to step in. Because that validates the person who doesn't trust you that there is a more trusting person that would give me feedback or that would give me answers to my questions. Mm-hmm. So while your manager comes from a good and positive intention and you're coming from positive intention as of, they can ask anyone, simply that triangle situation is actually reinforcing the issue. I would agree. And this is where, right? And so this is where we come from positive intention. We mean really well, but the impact it has on the other person or in the in the situation a challenge is actually not exactly what we want because what this does it reinforces the fact that i i'm not trusting chen i'm going to go to my their manager and the manager is clearly there and is meeting my need Mm -hmm. so what i would encourage you to do is have two conversations one conversation is with your manager and i know this may be really uncomfortable but what you're currently doing isn't working well for you, right? So we got to step outside of our comfort zone a little bit to see if we can create Mm. some change. Are you with me for that? Yeah. Are you in? Okay. So that first conversation be with your manager to say, look, we're playing a triangle here, which is on one hand ineffective. It's actually not productive for the organization, but it's also recreating the issue that I'm not seen as their manager because you're taking my place and you're stepping in trying to help out and I know that this is coming from like the place and the intention to help but I think taking a step back it may be more helpful if you would not respond and instead send them directly to me so I can start building that trust and the relationship with them and have your backup because our triangle is you know it's frustrating but it's also just ineffective
1: right right
0: your manager may be someone who really wants to help they want to help you they want to help your team and so they're trying to be there for support and step in and and triage and you know have played a triangle but it's hurting you more than it's helping To solve that issue right it's it's all about your manager directing redirecting people to you backing you up elevating your position and your authority
1: towards the team you know honestly I I, I think she does try but the action keeps happening. So, to be fair, she has said she stopped like getting answers for me and then going back. So we talked, kind of talked about that. And then it became, I'll just include, you know, you when I get this question and say, you know, hey, I've in- I've included her, you know, and then I'll just kind of jump in. But if the action just continues to happen, and I don't know. I think she has tried those steps and you're right and for a long time I think it was backfiring <laughs> because she jumps in anytime like no matter she's just she's one of those leaders and I love that but you're right it was kind of backfiring and mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah but we still just see that same action even though we, we we didn't do exactly everything that you just said but we definitely took steps in that direction and it just still kind of happened
0: first off, it's great to hear that your manager is, you know, on board and is aware and does some of that. And I would encourage you to keep doing and to do it very consistently. This is all about Mm. the consistency and the clarity of this is not a question towards me. This is a question for Chen. Yeah. Right. So your manager could even just email back and say, please email Chen directly. Right mm-hmm. now, she's including you, which means she's probably still CC'd on all the emails.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Which still makes people think that she is there and she is seeing or, or at least observing some of the conversations. You're right. You should be make a very clear cut and clear line. And whenever this is a question that should be addressed to you in order to raise your authority. For her to say, please ask Chen. Mm. not even CCU. So it's about consistency and and clarity in this, in this instance, especially if you say that initial trying to realign and trying to redirect didn't work,
1: be mm-hmm. more clear
0: and ask for her to be more clear
1: and to be more consistent. You know what I think, honestly, I think you're right. I think it is about the consistency and I think it, it, it will take a little bit more of a I don't want to, I hate to say lying in the sand, but kind of, right? Yeah. Um, I think you're right because it is very much CC and like, almost like a telling on, Oh, I don't even yeah. know how to, yeah, yeah. But maybe that's the right word. Yeah. but it's almost like, you know, yeah, you're right. It's still like a very, it's very much that scenario. So you're yeah. right.
0: And, and this is hard for some leaders because if she's, for example, a servant leader, right? A servant leader wants to really help and remove roadblocks for people. And so they come from this good intention, but what, and very common, but what those managers often don't see is that they're actually diminishing their manager's authority towards the team. So those skip level conversations can really backfire, even though they come Mm. from the most positive, best intentions they're not Mm -hmm. helping the manager gain the authority. And for you in your situation right now, at least towards those two, three people, it is to elevate your authority and to be the one point of contact for those particular questions. And there's things that you can do, we're gonna talk about that in a moment, but your manager can also help reinforce your authority. And she may not see that because she's really trying to help. And it may be hard for her too, to draw that line. Yeah. in the sand. The more you can help her see the world through your lens, right to help her see the implication this has and to ask her very specifically and explicitly of what you'd like to try and say like for the next 2 weeks or the next 3 weeks can we try to make that clear cut line in the sand and see if that helps. Because what we've done in the past hasn't resolved the problem, right? It keeps happening. Mm-hmm. So we tried something; it's not working. It's time to try something else.
1: Right? No, you're right. I, I guess I didn't think of it that way. To, of helping her see it through my eyes, I think I've just been like expressing feelings about it, but not probably being as honest as I should be about what that the impact that it has been on me. Yeah. Because I don't want to seem like I am not able to handle. Yep. You know the scenario as a mm-hmm. you know a newer leader, so just a lot of. Completed emotion in it probably mm-hmm. I probably need to separate like you're saying and just say hey like for this particular scenario this is how it's impacting me and then I, how I think it's actually impacting the team yeah you're right I guess I didn't think of it that way
0: yeah because right inside of you there's this all these bigger questions about your career growth and about how you feel day to day and the, the battle and And she probably doesn't see that. And so sharing more vulnerably, Mm. not complaining to her, but sharing vulnerability of how it impacts you and bringing Mm -hmm. up a suggestion with how this could be possibly rectified or mitigated that Mm. I bet that will help because she really means well.
1: I think so. I think she does.
0: Yeah. And then the second conversation is to have with those people where you feel you're speaking your mind a little bit more honestly. And again, that doesn't mean that you have to complain mm-hmm. towards them or tell them, listen, this is unprofessional or I feel disrespected. It simply means to speak with them and say, look, I know this is difficult. Like I know that, you know, me being in this role may not be exactly what you hope for or that me being in this role is new. Address and have a conversation about how they feel, an open conversation right now it seems like it's been handled very professionally and to correct me if that's not true right because i'd only have a little glimpse of information right right?
1: yeah but it sounds like like it's been
0: handled a little bit you know matter of fact Mm -hmm. and they may just need a place to feel safe with you and in order to build that relationship and the trust it may just have to be a little bit more personal like this is not all just business like i see you and I see that this is not easy for you.
1: That's that's true. And, and, I mean, I think I've probably avoided trying to make them feel like I was encroaching on their personal space. And I've just, you know, left it at a very, you know, professional. I'll, I'll help you if you need. I'm always, you know, here to talk if you want, like anytime, but I, I definitely haven't tried to say to directly address like, hey, I noticed it seems like there's a bit of, I don't even know how to how I would start that conversation maybe like you just said like I, this is new for everybody how are things maybe is <laughs>
0: <laughs> look when we're in a workspace we still are you know our full human selves just like we are mm-hmm. in any other relationships and so, for you it's about building the relationship with them in order to build trust in that relationship and that mm-hmm. doesn't happen when it's all in that professional sense like if you think about the relationships that you have or there's a high level of trust in your private life it's probably Mm -hmm. the people that share vulnerably and openly with you right and you can't control how much they share and how willing they are they may totally not used to be you even opening up that space because for the past year it was a lot more transactional Uh, Or just professional Mm -hmm. and cordial. But again, just like we talked before, it hasn't worked. So maybe it's it's time just to to try a different approach. And the conversation like this could say, like, I just want to talk to you about something. And say, look, over the holidays, I've been thinking about, you know, our work relationship. And and I greatly value you on the team. And then you just reinforce, like, you're giving them appreciation and recognition for how you value them so that they feel sort of safe right? And then their amygdala, their croc brain isn't getting triggered of, oh my God, what's going to happen. Right. You want to make them feel <laughs> safe. And you will also want to open up, create that safe space where they may feel a little bit more open to listen and, and speak honestly about their own experience. So you could share about that. You can acknowledge their contributions and recognize them. And then also say, I really wanna have a great working relationship with you. I want us as a team to feel like a team that we trust each other and we really can rely on each other and we work well together. And yeah. over the last year, I felt that some of that is, is not working so well. And I'm really curious to hear you know, how this is showing up for you and how do you feel about it? I can imagine that me stepping into this role hasn't been easier for you. And I'd love to hear your perspective. And then you shut up, you, <laughs> you you're go right, silent. Right. It, what you're trying to create now is a space for them to feel like to open up and maybe I they think, will, yeah. and maybe they won't, mm-hmm. but you, you, and you can't control that. You can control only how you show up. And then when they start speaking and if they do start speaking and maybe it'll take a couple of attempts, then you can say, you know, it, it's also been difficult for me because that's I felt like I wasn't being respected. And I just love to create a different scenario for us. No. I can't give you yeah. a full script. And I can't say how far to no, go. No, 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 no. Yeah. People, but I would you suggest have to kind of be a... have a different kind of conversation with them.
1: Yeah. I definitely would have to be aware of the room. But I have to open the door to the room to be aware of it. I get what exactly. you're saying. I get what you're saying. And you're right. that That's not a conversation... That we've had like I've tried to do little team building things and try to break ice that way but not directly just spoke to them you know individually you know I'm not against it honestly because I I have other members on the team and maybe that actually probably causes more it's like I can like do little jokes with them but it doesn't feel like I do it with this other side and so versus where I was like I I'm taking it as you know, the pushback on me. I don't want to make you feel any more uncomfortable. But then that probably on some level still makes it very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. throughout the whole situation. So, you know, I can see how that would be very helpful and why that would be important to do, actually.
0: Yeah. And it's the same thing when we feel safe in a relationship with some people and we know they respect us and, you know, they we can trust them, then we show up differently, right? We show up as more friendly and more open and more vulnerable and more personable. And then in situations where we feel a relationship is a little bit more hostile or less secure, we guard ourselves too. And the guarding sure. actually reinforces the relationship we have.
1: Right. That makes sense, right? It just, it just feels like a brick wall.
0: Yeah, it feels like, well, and they get that, right? And they, Mm -hmm. they perceive that from you. So when you open up towards them a little bit more like you are towards the people that you feel respected by and that you get along well, and you try to show that same behavior and same authenticity also towards the people who you feel less comfortable with or less respected by. Mm-hmm. you will create a more personal dynamic that has more levity, but also a bit more of a safe space to be vulnerable and open that way. They may I feel like she, Chen doesn't like me, mm-hmm. like on a personal level. She's all professional, but no, I don't understand her. And they don't understand you because mm-hmm. they don't get to see the real you. Sure. That so sense. that's right. So that's that's the, the two conversations. One would be with your manager just to help reinforce your authority. And the second one would be how do you show up with them? And and like I said, you can control them and some people will respond to your, you know, approach and change in, in attitude and, and they're willing to have a conversation, and others may not. And that is okay, as long as you don't make it about you, right? You, you notice like I'm showing up my full self. I'm being honest, vulnerable. I speak my truth Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in that professional setting. I show up equally and I appreciate everyone equally on the team. Mm -hmm. And then I try to engage you because that's my goal. But if you're not willing or you're not ready, I'm also not going to resent you for that. Like you do you. And if you're not ready or you're not willing, I accept that. I'm not going to make it about me. I'm not going to think that I'm less of, or I can't do, or I'm not good enough. I'm just understanding that you have to deal with your own emotions and your own feelings and attitude. As long right. as I am showing up Ugh. the way that I want.
1: Yeah. Cause I have to be and consistent, right? That's, that's. That's the only way to gain any type of trust from a team. I think, especially if I think about my leaders that I've had previously, being very consistent, everybody is treated the same way. That's yeah. what I appreciated. That's what I liked. And so if there's a perception of something's being done differently, I yeah. can see why it might open the gap a little bit more, even if that's not the intention. Yeah. And I really like what you just said about not making it about me. I I don't think I've tried, but I think I just have feelings about how it's how their actions are making me feel and then like to your point is making me maybe push out again probably differently from what I think I'm doing yeah uh, so I might have to do some self-evaluation to say maybe what I thought I was doing was you know professional and cordial and still being that way but maybe it was coming off a little cold or transactional
0: Yeah. And do what you just said a minute, a minute ago about the consistency part of that, or the, the root cause of that, or the, not the root cause, the, like the, the underlying consistency is actually the consistency within yourself, Mm -hmm. not just how you show up consistently with everyone on your team, but your consistency in between your actions and your actual uh, values and, and thoughts.
1: Right no All right
0: because you said i don't I, actually i'm not the person who like hides or pretends and so that consistency of showing up that <laughs> the way that you want that's mm-hmm. gonna then allow you to be consistent with everyone on the team
1: Whew. yeah i i do have some ownership in this you're right and it i felt myself with some of the things you were saying i want i felt like i wanted to be like no 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 you don't understand But then I was like, no, no, listen, listen, (laughs) listen. (laughs) And so, you know, and I had to really kind of take a deep breath and listen to what you were saying. It's not, you're not saying that I'm doing anything wrong. You're just saying that I have to find a comfortable space because a a little, what I'm realizing now is maybe, you know, I'm uncomfortable in some aspects and that's why I'm not able to show up as my full self. And I have to figure out what, what am I uncomfortable about? You know, is it what's going on that's making me uncomfortable and if it's just because I'm not able to say certain things then maybe I need to get a way to say those things and still and still be the level I need to be in, in terms of what I think is professional and things like that and, and just make sure those are aligned like you said because I think that is probably 50% of it and I can't control them so when that's you know, we know those things, so I, I just have to accept that they it might not have the result that I want. And I guess that's what I've been waiting for. It's just like if I just keep doing this, eventually they'll like me. Eventually they'll be like, oh, okay, you know, she's, she's always consistent in terms of helping, right? I'm always like, I'll help, I'll help. But to your point, that's that's clearly not the recipe. So I have to get a different recipe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's so good that you said you, you thought eventually it will resolve itself. And, and that's what so many of us do. Cause it feels like I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm trying, I'm really trying and eventually they'll get it right. Mm-hmm. But usually that's not the case. Usually we have to change mm-hmm. it up and try something else because what we're currently doing is not working.
1: That has definitely yeah. not been the case.
0: You're
1: right. Yeah. You and you'll stay somewhere much longer than when you, than you should, um, just hoping they'll get
0: it, yeah. But not yeah. really
1: looking, at, not really looking at like, okay, maybe I need to move a little bit more to the left, yeah, or the right. So yeah,
0: yeah, I, exactly. I it's like you know, someday they'll become accountable, or someday they'll actually do. I just have to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, I I get that. Right. Well, it's better I, than doing nothing. But how about we change mm-hmm. it up to see if we get faster results and better results? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: So if you had to quickly recap our conversation in a nutshell, what would you say was your biggest takeaway from, from this
1: call? Uh, I, honestly, I think my self-evaluation of where I am the most uncomfortable to see how I can realign myself because I think that is going to have a big effect and impact mm-hmm. on how the team is perceiving me, those team members are perceiving me. And yeah. once I do that and I can get comfortable there, I think I will be able to more confidently say that I'm doing the right thing. Cause right now I, I'm just like, we just keep doing it. But, but I think there's something to evaluate where, where I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I like that idea. I think I'm going to have to do some work on myself.
0: Yeah. You know, if, if there was a recipe on how to change other people, I would, you know, be a multimillionaire, <laughs> but we can't, like we cannot change other people, but we can change ourselves and how we think you know how we want to show up and how we do show up and then by doing so we can also change how we perceive others and that may lead to them changing the perception and that may lead to them showing up differently but it always starts with us and and it's Mm -hmm. so much agency that we have in changing the dynamic and changing the relationship so much agency that you have here to create a change and try try a few new things so mm-hmm. that you learn through this experience, you know how to do it, differently or how to address challenges like this going forward this is probably not the last time that you are in a situation like this but you're learning through the process from trying different things and having the conversations and being uncomfortable and even if that means failing you know you from every failure every conversation is like that didn't quite go the way that i wanted you learn and you walk out knowing more and having greater clarity yeah this is awesome true. Thank you, Chen, so you. much for sharing so openly and, and honestly with us here on this call. I appreciate you for doing this and I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing how how this all pans out.
1: Thank you so much for everything. This was great.
0: Thank you, Jen. Okay, I want to do a quick wrap-up of this coaching conversation. First of all, I hope that by Chen showing up and being vulnerable and honest in this call that she knew was going to be recorded and published as a podcast episode, that you got a ton of value out of it because you see that others are struggling with similar things and you might have been able to relate to the one or other thing that she explained as well in your own personal situation. So if you found this valuable and helpful, I would so appreciate it if you could either share this with a friend of yours who would also benefit from listening to it, or leave us a podcast review on iTunes. That would mean the world to me and help us reach more people with this message and the content in this podcast. Now, as you heard from Chen, she's been going through this transition from bud to boss for the past year, and it hasn't been easy. Now, this is something that I very frequently coach on and help my clients with. And one of the biggest things that I find is that because of a situation like the one Chen is experiencing and because of some headwind that you might face in your first leadership role, that we start thinking that we might not be cut out for a leadership role. And therefore, you might look back at your past IC role and think that was so much easier and more comfortable for you. And that may lead to you wondering if you should... Abort the idea of becoming a leader and climbing the ranks as a leader and ultimately land in the C-suite or run your own business. And whenever I hear someone say this, it, it hurts my heart because I so strongly believe that we don't talk about these challenges that new managers face nearly enough. I coach people on this day in and day out. The transition from an icy to a manager is not easy. I like to compare this to a little turtle, a little baby turtle breaks out of its eggshell on the beach and then they have to run and run and run to get to the water. Once they land in the water, this is a completely different environment, right? Different temperature, different resistance, different dangers awaiting them. And they have to swim for twenty-four hours straight to get out of the current and not run the risk of being pushed back towards the beach where they would likely die. So the reason why I like this analogy is because as an IC you're running, 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 and then all of a sudden, within a split a second, within that promotion, that first leadership role, day one, Monday morning, you're now all of a sudden a leader. So much has changed. You have to change your mindset, your skill set, your responsibilities. So much is different. The pitfalls are different. The risks are different. The responsibilities. And most new managers don't get training until they're about 5 to 10 years into their leadership career, which is a big mistake. Those initial few years as a new manager, that's when leadership training and development And guidance and support is so critically important, not only for you to develop the competencies and the skills that you'll need, but also for you to maintain your confidence and the beliefs that you need in order to persist and be able to navigate through those challenges, the setbacks, get back up and not be thrown off by the headwind that you might experience. So know that if you're in a situation like this or you're anticipating going into a manager role for the first time, The biggest advice that I can give you is look for a coach or leadership development program to get the support that you need. So speaking of that, I have a leadership accelerator program, which is a 12 week program that is specifically designed to support new managers. It not only teaches you the competencies, but it comes along with coaching and assessments and development tools that will help you turn the insights that you learn into actions. So it's not like a seminar where it's all information inflow. It's not like a book that you can't apply it to your personal situation. It is really designed as a comprehensive program that is targeted to support you in your role and adapt to your unique personality type, your leadership style and your unique situation at work. If you're curious to learn more, then check out RamonaShaw.com forward slash leadership dash accelerator. Also as a quick heads up, by the time that this podcast will go live, there will be about two to three weeks left where the investment in the program is $2,000. The investment will increase in the next two to three weeks. So if this is something you're interested in, then reach out to me right away so we can schedule a call and see if, if this is the right fit. But no matter what your decision is, Make sure you get the support that you need in one way or another in order to support you through this transition if this is something that you're currently navigating or are about to embark on. With that said, that's it for now and I'll talk to you again next week. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to ramonashaw.com
1: forward slash masterclass to sign up.